Welcome to the Be Real Podcast. I'm Diana Gasparoni. I'm a visionary psychotherapist, CEO, and founder of Be Well Psychotherapy and Be Her Programs. I am Ednisha Salisbury. I am a therapist, speaker, trainer, and co-creator of Black Woman Be Whole. Each week, we will talk about the journey of mental health wellness. We will talk about why your mental health is just as important as your physical health and the connection that being mentally well has on all areas of your life. We will be interviewing psychotherapists, doctors from both Eastern and Western disciplines, authors, change makers, thought leaders, and more. Our mission is to bring you information that is both thought provoking and encourages you to look closer at your mental and emotional well-being. We give you tips and insights to taking the next steps. If you have already gotten into the door, we'll get you to go a little deeper. Each week, we're going to have real conversations, helping you work through your mental wellness questions and reminding you that you are not alone. Mental wellness is our passion. We practice what we preach. It is our mission to touch as many souls as we can with this content and leading you to a place of mental clarity and well-being. So for the next hour, let's work together, lay back on the couch and get real. Welcome back Oh my gosh. Welcome back, Diana. You've been gone for weeks. I've missed you. I missed you too. Did you miss me? I did. I did miss you. It was not, my weeks were not the same. Um, I listened to that takeover though. You guys are cute. I love it. Thank you. I love it. We had such a good time. I have to say, I, I had a really good time working with Marquis and Kim and having Don and Amber there at the same time, right? So you were gone, but Don and Amber were still there. So it didn't feel it foreign, gone. right? Like, so yep. that was really great. And um, yeah, I'm happy to have you back this week. And I got to say that this is kind of sort of maybe a couple of weeks off, but our one year anniversary of the podcast, a little over a year now. But also, it's a one-year anniversary of the big elephant that's been in the room for the last year, the pandemic. <laughs> so, um, yeah, <laughs> you're girl, one year in. We're one year in. Here we are, one year in. Um, fascinating, right? Like the whole thing was is just wackadoodle. It's kind of. Um, I would have never thought it's this kind of happened. Yeah, I mean, us. you know, we were going home for two weeks. We've said it three thousand times over the course of a year. <laughs> like every week, we're like, "Oh, we go, but no, we're not going anywhere." Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm. I think it's important that we start. You like reiterate some of the story, not stories, some of the things that we were saying at the beginning at this last year's pivot because we are going to have like some anxiety come up. Mm-hmm. Uh, some like, you know, anniversary of grief, that kind of stuff. But I do think that like the fatigue of the pandemic is like now when people's like, it's like in your body, I'm having a hard time. Not really. Like I got to go out. Like I did get a little break while I was on break. I got to go Uh, out. Yeah. You got like four Fridays off. I got four Fridays off and I took some time off from work too. And uh, I went skiing. Okay. Diana. Yeah, it was cute. It was really cute. Uh, one of us didn't ski, um, but like <laughs> he loves a challenge, man. And so he was like, I am not going to not get this. Like he got it. I was really impressed. So, I mean, it's not like, it's not like he's that low to the ground either. He's a pretty tall guy. 
<laughs> pretty tall guy, but so he, when he um, falls, he falls hard. <laughs> but got got his ass right back up. Uh, so that was cool. It was really nice to be outside a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I see, I feel like ready to do more. Like I'm getting like, I want to like by do more, I mean, outside of my house. <laughs> yeah. really wanna, I don't want to do any, any technically any more than I already do, but like outside, like around people. I'd like to be around people again. I do think that in this last year, it's really up my gratitude game. Um, I, I, it really has. Like I've really been thinking more about the things that I'm grateful for and ways that I may not have done before. So I am thankful for that. Um, and I think that I am grateful for the outdoors in a way that I already knew, but I mean, it's kind of really hit me hard. Like I love being outside, right? Like in nature. And so just being in my home for so long, and then, mm-hmm. you know, in the summer, being able to kind of take walks in the park and it was really great. I've missed it throughout the winter. And so I can't wait. I think next week we're going to have some 50 some odd days, which in New York City in March, that's a big, that's a big deal. And so I can't big wait deal. to get out and walk next mm-hmm. week. Yeah. I need it. Yeah. I think, I mean, I'm not like, <laughs> I'm not a hiker, like or a okay. camper. Like we've had yeah. this conversation about camping because every so often yes. you do that. And yes. I, get a little, I get a little like twinge, like I'll glamp. <laughs> like if you want me to glamp, I'm in. Like give me one of those like beautiful, like lean twos that has like a heater and a running bathroom. Do and, you like, know they want thing. like $500 a night for that stuff? Cause I've been looking, cause I am going to go camping in Utah in like a month. And I was like, you are sorry, not did, going sorry, to what, 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 have what, me what? pay 500. This is not the Ritz Carlton. Let's back like, up for really? a second. You're going to do what? Oh, I'm going to Utah. I'm going to do a road trip through Utah and Colorado, and I'm going to the Moab. I want to see um, the Canyonlands. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I'm, Bro, I've um, only been gone for a month, like four sessions. Like, how did this happen? Because my birthday I mean, is coming up, right? Oh, shit, and so, that's right. Yeah, but I'm not going to go away for my birthday because it'll be kind of too cold at night in Utah to um, camp. So I'm going to wait until it warms up. So probably like the end of April, beginning of May. And I want to go um, do some hot springs in Colorado. Cute. Yeah, it's like the big five parks. I've saw I saw two of them. I saw Zion and I saw Bryce. So I got three more to see. So the hope is that I can see the other three on this trip. Are you gonna rent like a RV and drive? No, I'm gonna do an RV for a night so I can sleep in the park. So okay. they they allow you to do that. Love so that's it. gonna be cool. <laughs> I love So yeah, I'm it. I'm looking forward to being outside. So I think that I'm really looking forward to the spring, if nothing else. So I can just be out mm-hmm. um, more with my mask on. And I think they're telling us to double up now. So with my two masks on, <laughs> I look forward to Oh yeah, outside. that double the double up is a thing. It all depends on where you live though. Some people are like, fuck it. Just forget it. Well, Texas, <laughs> Texas said <laughs> They're like, back whatever. No math. Nothing. Um, yeah. I mean, and also that mis- mixed message makes people anxious. So like what's right, what's not right, what to do, what not to do. Like there's still, it's like, it's the same. No, who's right. Who's wrong. What do I do? Question that we were asking a year ago. Yeah. And here we are back a year. I don't know. I lost my train of thought for 30 seconds. I went someplace else and then I'm co- then I just came back. <laughs> I was like on a road trip with you in Utah. (laughs) 
Um, I was like, oh, because as soon as we came back from skiing, I was like, oh, we should go again. But then like if we go, we're like now chasing snow. Right. So like, yeah, which sounds super fun, but also hard. (laughs) But I was thinking like maybe maybe we go to California and go to Melmoth. But I don't know. I've gone skiing before and there was no snow. That is the worst thing in the world. Like, yeah, you got to chase it before. And it was like, oh no, wrong weekend. Now what am I going to do up here? (laughs) In the spring, you got to chase the snow. So, but it was super fun, but I am looking forward to being outside in spring and like walking. And Mm -hmm. um, I also have not been on public transportation for a year. Not once. I've been all over public transportation all over right, the train, but I Jersey, think that's, New York, all of it. Right. But I think that's good. I think it's right, good. Cause I won't like, have that anxiety. Cause it, it yeah. hasn't been a long time for me. I'm yeah. like, I gotta go take the path train. I gotta go take the train. So that is like, I'm going to walk to the station, get on, go and walk around the city. Like I, 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 ha- I have to, I think it speaks to missing our routine right? The routine mm-hmm. that you would do every day, right? Like just kind of walking to the train, getting on the train, walking around the city. We miss it. We want to kind of get back to a routine. May not be the same routine, but um, we want so, some yeah. uh, normalcy back. I know. Yeah. So I miss I'm working forward next, to it. I, wakes, I do miss working next door to you for sure. Oh my gosh. I always miss working next door to you. Yeah. Um, so, but we'll see each other in a couple of days and we see each other. So every time we do the podcast, guys, we are on Zoom. So we do get to see each other then. So I know. It's nice. I, would like, I know. I'd like to see, I'd like to see you live. Oh, I am going to see you live in a couple of weeks, but you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, now that I'm back. <laughs> and we're done shooting the shit. We'll introduce our, new, our, our next, our guest today, I think. Are we going to do that now, Diane? I mean, are you ready can. to do that? I, are yeah. you rusty? Come on. I'm a little you rusty. Jump back I'm a little rusty. I like okay. lost right. like lost my train of thought. <laughs> I we can talk about the intermittent fasting next time because I'm doing that. So I'm a little bit hungry. Like even though you're not supposed to be hungry, like a whole thing. Um, but we have an amazing show today. I'm super excited. Yes. We have um I got it right the first time. I'm gonna get it right this time. Melody Poor Moradi is here today. Yeah, she is the founder of Girl Life and her program is absolutely off the chain. It is so good. And like any women, woman who is listening right now, who's like, I don't know, thinking about changing careers and wants to empower young girls. This is for you. Any mothers of young girls, this is totally for you. Teachers at whatever. This is like the best. So sit back, grab your tea and have a listen because Melody is the real deal. As you know, I am a huge supporter of therapy. And if there was ever a time to prioritize your mental well being, it's now. As the founder of Be Well Psychotherapy, I am proud to announce my team is leading the way in online therapy. Be Well is based in New York City, and we were one of the first practices to pivot to online therapy with the outbreak of COVID 19. With over 15 licensed therapists, Be Well offers a variety of methodologies and approaches so you can select a therapist that is a good fit for you. We help individuals of all ages, including kids, teens, couples, and wait for it, we even have online group therapy. There is no need to struggle alone with feelings of depression, anxiety, isolation, grief, or loss. To learn more, visit BeWellPsychotherapy.com or text BeWell, that's one word, 
to 484848 to get connected with a therapist today. Again, that's bewellpsychotherapy.com or text bewell, one word, B-E-W-E-L-L to 484848 to get connected to a therapist today. And now back to our amazing show. Well, hello, and welcome back to Be Real. It's me, Diana Gasparoni. I'm back. (laughs) I missed you. (laughs) Hey, girl. I missed you, too. I missed you, too. I'm excited to be back because I'm super excited about today's topic, too. So this morning, we have Melody Pormoradi, which I got correct, with us from A Girl Life. So jump on in, Melanie, and give give us a little brief introduction about who you are. Hey, ladies. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to be here with both of you. And my name is Melody Pormorati, and I am a, gosh, what am I? I'm a girl mom. I'm a twin girl mom. <laughs> like we all wear so many hats, right? And we give these intros all the time. I just want to keep it real. I am a twin girl mom to 14-year-old girls, women's empowerment coach, And I'm the creator of the Girl Life Certification Program, which is actually uh, a program that empowers women to empower girls, which is my greatest mission really here on this planet, is to give women the skills that they need to run income-generating girls' empowerment workshops, to fuel their own passion, and really introduce girls to their superpowers. I think we need more of that on this planet, and I'm so excited to be a part of it. Well, I'm super excited. I am 1000%, if not more, I don't even know how I would put it uh, behind this mission. I love everything about it. And I bless your heart. You have two 14 year old girls at home. All right. At the same age. Okay, mama, <laughs> you did. You, <laughs> you bring it. I love it. I don't even know where to begin. I want to know how you came up with the idea and how it started. Great question. So I had been working as an empowerment coach for years. And I was working primarily with women. One of the main patterns that I noticed with every woman that I worked with, and this, I mean, I am totally included in this, whatever I wanted to make transformational change, what I noticed was I had to first unlearn all of the fears that were placed on me in my girlhood. There was Fear of not being good enough, not being smart enough, not being pretty enough, people comparing me right in front of my face to other girls, to my sisters. I mean, just a lot of craziness. And I hated that. I was like, we could do so much better. We can do so much better than this for our future generation of women, where we build them up with like this strong foundation, an unshakable foundation so that when life happens and life will, because this is just part of the human experience, we have the tools that we need to go through it with resilience and ease and grace. I quickly decided that we need to start with the girls. And so I scaled it all back and everything that I had been doing with women, I found a way to translate it and make it fun for girls. I kind of had this aha epiphany. I had that, right? So there was that one piece. And then there's this other piece. I was in the Caribbean with my daughters seven, eight years ago, and I was watching them. They were holding hands and they were skipping waves 
on the beach. They were happier than anything. And they were totally present in the moment. They weren't thinking about what are they going to be doing in an hour or in a year. They were not thinking about what they said a minute ago and what happened two hours ago. All of it was very much hyper-focused on this moment and enjoying it. And I was thinking like, what is it that happens from this age to the age that I was at at the time? And I was thinking I had my clients on my mind. I had some of my own personal stuff on my mind. And I was like, something, there's something that happens. And so we need to catch these girls when they're young and give them those inner tools. So that was kind of the true epiphany moment of this whole mission. And so I'm the type of person that when I have an idea on my heart, I don't sit on it. I immediately take action, even if it's complete. I mean, it's imperfect. It's always imperfect action because there's no such thing as perfection. So I took, you know, my notebook, I started writing notes. I started speaking with anyone who would listen to me on this trip. I'm telling you, like if your beach chair was next to mine, like I, I felt for you, there were teachers, there were men, there were women, there were kids. I was talking to everybody and getting their input. And so I went home and a week later, I welcomed 22 girls into my first girls empowerment workshop. And that was kind of like the beginning of, of what girl life is today. That is amazing. Cause that is fast. A week <laughs> after, right? like, I, I love that. You don't sit on anything. No, that was long. no joke. <laughs> <laughs> And were um, these like girls, so did you reach out to your client base maybe to see if they had like daughters or nieces or whoever to put in this or like from your kid's school? Like, how did you get these girls? It was a little bit of everything. So <laughs> I think that first, yes, I know. I, I really worked fast on that one, but because I knew that if I didn't do it right away, it wouldn't mm -hmm. happen. Okay. Like I had, to, I had to strike while the iron was hot. Like the passion was overflowing and I needed to make it happen. So um, I put something out on Facebook. I have the message to this day, the exact message that I put out there. And I just posted, I like fully authentic, keeping mm -hmm. it real guys. This is what I wish I had when I was growing up. I have this desire on my heart to introduce girls to all of the brilliance and magnificence that lives within them. And I would love to welcome your daughters to my very first workshop. We're going to be talking about how our thoughts create our world and how we get to decide how we operate in this world. And it was crazy. I think I got a hundred responses. I wasn't even active on Facebook, but everyone was like, sign me up, sign my daughter up, sign her sister up. Let's do this. I'm sharing this. Like there were like 50 shares because everyone said, where has this been? I just felt, I just felt like, yes, you know, when you co-create with the universe, when you put something out there, all of these invisible doors open. And that's really what this has been from, from the beginning. That's what this has been. I'm always in awe sometimes of the confidence that men have at times. And I'm like, where did they get this from? Like this belief that they can do anything and everything. And of course that's not all men, but I find it more in men than I do in women. And I know as a little girl, I didn't know who I was going to be, right? There was so much fear. There was so much just, is this going to work? Maybe somehow. And no one taught me how to be a leader. That wasn't the focus. 
And, you know, one of my friends, his daughter uh, just got into this private school and the head of the schools talked about it's an all girls school, the importance of making young women leaders at such a young age, like in middle school, start to talk about it, then see that light that they have in them now. So then it can shine bright when they become adults. Mm, But I think sometimes we don't even learn that even when we're in college, it still doesn't feel like the, the talk is for women to be leaders. Yeah, I'm so with you, Anisha. I think that young boys are are encouraged to take risks. Yeah. They're encouraged to go out there and just do it. Just do it. You don't even have to be fully prepared. Just do it. We as women, meanwhile, are over-preparing. We're more than qualified. We're over-qualified for so many of the things that we put out there that we want to do. Um, it's just, I, I think that socialization starts really, really young. Mm-hmm. And we're, this is why we need to be a part of this change. It's the way we interact with our girls. It's the way we interact with our boys. The boys are a big part of this equation too, but let's teach our girls to take risks too. Let's teach our girls to, to think big. There's such different messaging for the two. And, and I think we need to align that a little bit. And, and I think that'll work for both girls and boys. Cause there's a lot of pressure on the boys too, oh, of course, you oh, know, for sure. So I I'm with you on that. We, we need to get it to the girls. And I say, like you were saying, middle school and high school, our program starts for girls ages five and up because I feel, wow. yeah. 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 You know, a girl's self-confidence peaks at nine, which to me is pure insanity because they have their entire lives ahead of them. And so we need to catch them well before the age nine, because we want to build them up. We want them to know you've got this inner light and this inner strength and it's not going anywhere. So let's hold on tight. What? That's amazing. Nine, nine, five-year-olds are so fun too. That's first grade or kindergarten. Kindergarten. Um, I think kindergarten. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Now, when the girls come together, do they come together in age groups or do you put five to nine-year-olds together like Montessori? Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, because there's something to be learned from a nine, like you could do it. It can be either way, right? Like if you're five and you're learning from a nine-year-old. So I'm just curious. That's a great question. So uh, the way that I encourage our facilitators to do it is to split it up by age group especially when the facilitators are just starting out because we train women to run this program in their local community. But I do love the magic that happens when a facilitator is more seasoned and they do welcome all the different age groups. You know, everyone gets the opportunity to step into a leadership role, to teach, to learn. And there's definitely a magic that happens there too. But when we're starting out, uh, most definitely, like if we can do five and six-year-olds together, seven and eight-year-olds together, Something really interesting happens when the younger girls come versus when the older girls come. Like when we get girls as teenagers, they walk in and they've kind of like, you know, they're very much aware of what they think the other girls are thinking of them. Mm -hmm. They're very, very um, reserved. They're not as interested in using their voice and speaking up again, because of that conditioning that goes on the younger girls come in and they're just so outspoken. They have so much to say. I always make my younger girl group smaller because I want them each to have the opportunity to contribute. And boy, do they contribute? Like they don't stop. (laughs) And, you know, when you tell them these ideas, when you, when you give them these new ways of thinking, you just see like the wonder and awe 
um, you see the light bulb go off in their brain, these young girls, and they're, they're feeling it and they're internalizing it and they're going with it. And so while we need to serve girls at every age, it's just so fascinating to me still how different it is to work with the younger girls than with the older girls who we just need a little extra time for them to, to just be present with the messages and to open up. Right. There's so much more uh, reconditioning with the older girls yeah. than there is with a, with a younger girl, right. With the five-year-old, it's sort of like that new clay <laughs> that yeah. you can like really mold. And then the other, we got to like break it down more, put it back in the, what is it? The kiln and bring it out, whatever it's called. Um, what is a typical group? Like, like how long is it? How long does the curriculum run? Like, yeah, I want to because I kind of want to be five right now, but sure. go ahead. And the need for this is so and I wanted to go back to the post on Facebook like that you could pull together that many girls in a week screams to the need for this program screams like like fireworks. So and that's not um, just my experience. That's no. the experience of all the facilitators. I give yeah. all of our facilitators that exact letter. And mm-hmm. I say, I want you to put this out on social media as soon as you're up and running, because it does yeah. things like it, it just sparks this curiosity in people mm-hmm. and they want to be a part of it. So the workshops run for two hours. It's a little bit different right now because of the global pandemic. <laughs> yes. We're doing virtual workshops right now, which I always say we don't want to, them to run more than an hour and a half just because it's too much. It's too much for the kids. They're already staring at a screen for school all day long. So uh, we cap it at an hour and a half, but I'm going to describe uh, an in-person workshop and put it out there in the universe and hope that it happens soon. Again. Yeah, we're going back. We're going <laughs> yeah, back. We're going back. Um, they last two hours and they're a mixture of a lot of fun things. The first thing we do is we get together on the ground in a circle and I introduce the principle of the workshop. So let's say it's the, the my words create my world workshop. We talk to the girls about how their words hold so much power and their words create their reality. And sometimes we say things that we don't really mean. And that's actually having like a, a response to the way we operate in the world. So of course I say this in a way that makes sense for the kids, but we introduce that topic. And then I just open up the dialogue. What do you think of that? You know, has there been a time in your life where you've said something you didn't mean and it had a result that you didn't want in your life and just talking about that power. Uh, and then we always have a craft. There's always an empowering craft that we do. Cause I feel like when we can get our hands dirty and we can actually actually physically create something and give it to the girls to take home with them as a visual prompt. It's so, so powerful. Like something so simple in our gratitude workshop, we do a gratitude jar. They just decorate this jar and we give them pretty origami paper and they write their gratitudes in there. And then we tell them, I want you to go home and put this somewhere where you can see it every single day. And I want you to drop a note in every single day. And what happens is we're activating them to constantly be seeking something to be grateful for throughout the day, something to have appreciation for. And we're pro- we're reprogramming them. We're teaching them what it is to be grateful and how it has the power to change your entire day. So each workshop has a craft. And then we also do a nutrition project. We juice together because we talk about how it's not just the thoughts that we think, but it's also the foods that we eat, how we treat our bodies. And so that's kind of like 
you know, it's at the end of it all. We, we set up a, a little bar with kale and with oranges and pears and celery. And we have all the girls take a kale challenge and have them really like step out of their comfort zone and put something in their juice that they would never do. And that's usually kale or spinach. Um, they make their own recipes. We juice and then they just hang out and we, they talk about what they learned. We turn on some fun, empowering music and uh, they all call it the juice party. And that's like their favorite part. That's their favorite part. So that's just like a little rundown of what a workshop looks like. All I could think of was the transitional object. Of course, I'm going to bring it back to that. Like taking that transitional object and being able to bring it with you. I was like, oh, that's so genius. Like it definitely, it brings that feeling with you all the time, right? That is the actual reason that children have transitional objects. So it's just a wonderful experience to be able to see that gratitude jar. I was going to say journal, but jar, <laughs> gratitude jar and all of those things. And like, I'm with them. I don't like kale in my smoothie. So I'm right there. I'm like, I try to do it every time. And I'm like, Ugh. let me tell you a story though. In, in, juice, in juice, you can barely taste the kale in the juice. Just put it in and out there. Do you, do you kale in your smoothie, Anisha? I feel like I'm you do. I'm a spinach girl. Yeah. I put spinach in everything. It's crazy. <laughs> All right. I mean, I love it. Um, is <laughs> I can't do it. Like I look, I don't know why I, I it's too rough for my stomach. Like if I just kind of eat it straight up, it's the roughage is just too much. So I have to go with spinach. You go with the spinach. Yeah. And that they all do it is amazing. So is there any difference between the, in the five-year-olds and the nine-year-olds in their programming or is like the, is the curriculum the same? The curriculum's the same, but the way that we teach it in our certification program is we teach them how to modify based on the age group that they're working with. So the curriculum is the same because the principles are so universal. Uh, but, you know, if I'm speaking to five and six year olds, I'm going to use my hands more and I'm going to be more animated and I'm mm -hmm. going to, you know, going to try to make it. It, it's such an exciting experience. If I'm speaking to teens, however, if I start doing this, they will like, look at me like I'm crazy. So when I'm talking to the teens, I'm like trying to be their peer, trying to be there with them, meet them where they're at. Like with every age group though, I can tell you for sure that the common thread that runs through all of it is that these girls are feeling seen and heard and acknowledged. And you know, in a world where I, I know I do this, I, as I mentioned, I'm a mom, I have my phone, I, I'm working 24 seven, I just am, I, I just am, I'm working with, you know, our facilitators who live in different parts of the world, I'm always accessible, and I'm totally aware of it, and I do try to really step away from the phone, but I'm probably not even acknowledging and validating my own children, and we live under the same roof and spent hours together. But when these girls come into the workshop, they have your undivided attention for two hours. I, I think it's partly, not partly, it's probably the greatest gift that we give is just to witness them. Everything else is a bonus. You know, you were talking earlier about taking risk and something so small as putting kale in your juice for them could feel like a risk, right? Because it's something that they don't normally do. So even through this small, you know, act, you're showing them like you can take a risk and it can really pay off, right? And it doesn't have to be so scary. And then I was thinking about the gratitude jar and I think it can feel scary to try and 
find something to be grateful for every day, right? Because our thoughts sometimes control us. And if we're not in a good place, sometimes we just want to stay there. We want to stay stuck there. But what if you kind of went out on a limb every day and tried to find something that you were grateful for and tried to find your joy on a daily basis, how that could change the way you think. And so for you to ask them to do that, I think is just really great. That, and they're willing to do it. And again, there's that risk for them to be willing to do something different and know that, you know what, it can be okay. It can be something that you really enjoy. You can get so much from this. Teaching girls that so early, you can imagine what type of women they will be. Thank you for saying that, Admisha. Yeah, that's the goal. That's really, really the goal is to get them to, to do, take one tiny action each day, just like you said, with dropping that note and taking a risk on yourself it changes you. It really, really changes you. I just started doing this thing on my Instagram stories where everything's feeling stale. I've been home for a year. I mean, I've done things, don't get me wrong, but like things are feeling stale. And I asked myself, how can I like reignite my, my excitement just for life? And so on my Instagram stories, I started seeking things that were beautiful, things that uplifted mm. me. I started focusing my attention on those things and kind of like the girl seeking gratitude, I'm seeking the beautiful things in life. So whether it's a bird on a tree or, you know, just like the snow melting, whatever it may be. And I'm posting those things. Those are the things that are lighting me up right now. But like whatever we tune into is the reality that we that we create for ourselves. And to just really acknowledge how powerful we are is everything is everything. And that's what, you know, empower, we teach the girls, there is a power inside of you that, that once you just learn how to harness that, it's everything. So we're actually going to take a break, but when we get back, I want to talk a, a bit more about like the certification process and how someone be, can become certified and kind of facilitate these workshops. Okay. So sure. we'll take a small break guys, and we'll be right back. As you know, I am a huge supporter of therapy. And if there was ever a time to prioritize your mental well-being, it's now. As the founder of Be Well Psychotherapy, I am proud to announce my team is leading the way in online therapy. Be Well is based in New York City, and we were one of the first practices to pivot to online therapy with the outbreak of COVID-19. With over 15 licensed therapists, Be Well offers a variety of methodologies and approaches so you can select a therapist that is a good fit for you. We help individuals of all ages, including kids, teens, couples, and wait for it, we even have online group therapy. There is no need to struggle alone with feelings of depression, anxiety, isolation, grief, or loss. To learn more, visit BeWellPsychotherapy.com or text BeWell, that's one word, to 484848 to get connected with a therapist today. Again, that's BeWellPsychotherapy.com or text BeWell, one word, B-E-W-E-L-L to 484848 to get connected to a therapist today. And now back to our amazing show. Um, and we're back. And we have more and it's really exciting. So um, I know that we want to talk about the certification program and how you become a certified girl empowerment coach, which just sounds amazing. And Anisha has something she wants to bring in. 
<laughs> before we get started. She wants, she's got something. She wants to I go I think back. it's important, right? So yeah, it's really, you know, important. I did a deep dive into your website, of course, and you have this quote that really resonated with me. So it's, I want women to know they can earn unapologetically for the valuable work they do. And I thought about, I feel like the message to me has been, I can't do good and do well at the same time. You know, when I decided to go into social work, I left a job where I was in sales and I'll never forget. My brother was like, what are you doing? Like, why would you not want to make money anymore? Like you make money. And I was just thinking that, um, I do want to make money. Wait a minute. Like, I still want to help people. I want to help people who look like me have that safe space for them to, you know, kind of express their thoughts and feelings to feel seen, heard and understood. But I don't want to be in a poor house as I do it. But the thought was that if I do good, then I wouldn't earn. And so for you to say that you can earn and still do viable work, can you speak to that? Yeah. Yeah. And everything you said is so, so true, Nisha. It's like, I think that's what we're taught. We're taught that you can't do good and do well. I can't believe you use those exact words because on my previous website, it literally says <laughs> do good and do well. Yeah. Um, because I think we can. I think... Uh, a lot of us think that there are so many aspects to this I want to address. But the first thing is, I think we feel like we shouldn't earn for our service work. Mm. Like if we're being of service, if we're lending a hand, we think that we should be giving it away for free. And I just want to change this narrative so badly because, you know, for me as a coach, when I first started, I was like, no, I'll, you know, I'll just, you know, do it for free and I'll do it for her for free and for her for free. And what was I doing? I was tapping myself out energetically because I, I just couldn't give anymore. I was tapping myself out financially. I wasn't making money. And so if I'm not making money, I cannot reinvest in my business. I can re not reinvest in myself and I cannot sustain this thing that I so deeply want to do in the world. That was coaching, right? So I stepped into girl life and I started running these workshops. And I will tell you that there were people who said to me, you're going to charge money for that. I was like, you know what? I am. I am going to charge money for that. You know why? Because we need this. And if I don't charge money for this service, this very valuable service that I am providing, then I cannot continue to provide it. I just cannot. There's only so much I can do. And so I truly believe that a reason, one of the reasons Girl Life has been successful is because I've owned that for myself. I'm unapologetic about my capacity to earn for doing this work. And I've set the same model up for my facilitators. And I tell them they all have that same feeling like I'm going to charge money for this. And I say to them, you know what? You 100% are, and you're going to love every minute of it. And you are giving people a gift. We are providing a gift for these girls. We are providing a gift for their parents. And, you know, don't shortchange yourself. And so I want us women to step up and do this healing work, do the spiritual work and earn for this good work and stop apologizing. <laughs> okay. I, I'm in love with your message. And I mean, Anisha and I have been together for a very long time. We both went to social work school where the message is deprivation. Right. Like, and it, the message is deprivation. And also if that's the case, then social work schools should be fucking free. You can delete it that. Should be cheaper. <laughs> it oh should my be, goodness. It should be way cheaper. But that being said, I think like when I created my business, it was 
as just fighting against the grain of like what happens as women, it's a women-driven industry. We are burnt out, tired, expected to work eight, 10, 12 hours a day with caseloads that made no sense for pit, for not enough money. And I know as you were talking and we were talking about um, and about all the work that you're doing and amazing, I was like, like that old feeling of exhaustion. Like I used to work with this age group and I was, in, I loved it. And I couldn't sustain it. When I created the group, it was so that women like Anisha, like myself, could have a place where we could go and get paid and do good. That's what we're doing. And it's like, we have to, we have to be able to do that in order to continue to bring it back out into the world. And what an amazing model too, for the young women, because there is that mirror of as you're young and coming up like yes you're gonna have these feelings but also your facilitator isn't burned out and razzled (laughs) like like she's there and she's able to be present because this is an energetic exchange there is like it's an energy like you're you want some you we're gonna all work together to create more of a balance and bring people up it's it's so empowering to use the language it's great (laughs) Thank you. And and, you know, when those girls are witnessing us as the facilitators, like really living our truth and doing something that we love, because it's obvious we're doing it because we love it because we're showing it and Mm -hmm. we're there and we're present. That encourages them to also believe, you know what? I can earn money for doing something that I love. I don't just have to become a lawyer or a doctor. I can be, okay, guys, I'm so sorry about all. My computer is going insane. My daughters are are trying to reach me because like, why wouldn't they in the one hour? In the same house. (laughs) I apologize for all of the noise that my computer is making. Um, This is is the first podcast that monkey hasn't been on. So barking and you, there is downstairs where you can't hear it, but there's like a smoothie definitely being made right now for sure. And my big open laugh. So we hear you girl. Don't you worry about it. Let it, let it ding. It's good to be. It's good to be wanted. Absolutely. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that, but I'm going to finish the thought that I was, that I was sharing before. Like my daughters are into music. They Mm -hmm. they're in a band. One of them plays guitar very seriously. The other one is the vocalist and she plays the keys, all of this, whatever. I can't tell you how many people have said to my daughters, girls, you know, it's great that you're doing music. It's wonderful that you are practicing your passion, all of it, but don't ever think this is going to be your career. And I just want to shake them because I'm like, you know what? We can't stunt their growth in this way. Mm -hmm. We have to stop with this limited thinking. One, another passion I have is telling girls, girls, you know what? There is such a gift inside of you that needs to be shared, whatever it is. Maybe you're an artist. Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe you do, you do, you do something, something that's your magic to share and only yours. We shouldn't be taught that that has to be compartmentalized. There is space if they should desire to actually 
earn money for doing that thing that they love. Like I can't imagine my daughter right now, if you told her she'd wake up at eight in the morning, play guitar all day, Mm -hmm. she would jump at that opportunity. And, and so these people are putting this limited thinking in her mind, like, you, you know, the only way to be a musician is to be on stage or, you know, to be in a band. There are a million and one things you could do as a musician and earn money and earn abundantly. So that's just another piece of all this. When those girls witness facilitators in their glow, in their bliss, we are giving them permission to also step into theirs. Your passion doesn't have to be a hobby. Yeah. And I think that that's what we're kind of taught. Like if it's your passion, you don't have to do that on the side. You know, you got to you got to get a real job, whatever that means. And so for you to teach them so early in life that you don't have to limit yourself. When I feel like as a girl, everything felt restricted and limited. Yeah. It was never just sky's the limit. Felt yeah. like the limit was the sky. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yes. Absolutely. So what can our listeners expect from one of your your trainings, right? Like I know you do like these master classes and these trainings. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So something that we offer a free masterclass that I offer once every couple of months in my Facebook group, teaching women. I mean, I teach on a lot of different topics. One is on mindset, which is all about imposter syndrome and perfection paralysis and how as women, we, we stop ourselves before we've even tried something that's, that's on our hearts. Mm -hmm. So there's the mindset, but there's another one. um, And that is like, teaching women how to literally run their first profitable girls empowerment workshop. One empowerment workshop, we teach you how to, how to run that in your own community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is my, my offering to, to the people in our Facebook group. And then they get a little bit of a taste of what would it be like if I were to step into this role? What would it be like if I w- woke up every morning knowing that I get to make a career out of empowering girls and introducing them to their superpowers? So they get this taste of it. And then some go on to become cert- cert- certified, hello, <laughs> certified in our program, and they become certified girl life facilitators where they actually get to lean into this as a full-time career and they get to run businesses around being in the girls empowerment space. So you have women running these programs all over the globe. We do. Wow. Yeah. That must feel amazing for you. Oh, I can't (laughs) tell you how much it really does because I wake up every morning and I get on my phone and I see pictures from all the different workshops, you know, the facilitators are Mm -hmm. posting on Instagram and Facebook and here's one in Germany and here's one in Sweden and here's one in Africa and here's one in India. It's like, there's nothing like it. And to hear stories about how the girls in different parts of the world are responding to our curriculum and how they all at the end of the day just need the same thing, right? Access to those inner tools. It's a beautiful thing. I'm proud. I'm so inspired. I mean, that you're making a global impact on girls is absolutely amazing. That's 1000% incredible. Um, is there, this is, and I don't know if this is a thing, but like, do the facilitators ever come together globally? So we, like a global summit of so girl we- life. And it's so good that you mentioned this because one of our facilitators in California just said, she's like, we need a retreat. We need to do a retreat. We need to all meet each other. We do all come together on Zoom Mm -hmm. a couple times a month, but we have not as of yet physically shared a space. And like, I I can't wait to be able to do that one day. 
Well, and while you were talking, what I was thinking is that like, so you created this program now, right? At this time in your life, right? And then it's so healing for the facilitators who didn't have access to this, right? Like you have to, you get to like hang out and like, there's nothing more fun to me than to hang out with you. Like me personally, I'm a perpetual teenager. So like, give me a group of teenage girls, I'm in a thousand percent. Like I can like hang out with them all day. And then, but like, even at the younger ages, like at five, six, seven, eight, like you get to just like get down into that and heal that part of yourself as you're with them in a whole new way. I mean, you, yes, it's girl life and yes, we're empowering young women and yes, you're bringing that up, but you're also creating a space for women to heal in a whole nother way, right? Like women who may not have thought to earn, right? Like we're teaching young women to earn, but we're like, we're showing grown women that they can have an empowered life at the same time. It's like, it's so awesome. Thank you, Diana. And it's so intuitive of you, such an intuitive observation that yes, first and foremost, our program aims to heal the young girl within. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so much, so much that we all struggled with. I know personally, when I was growing up, I, I struggled a lot. I had severe anxiety. I didn't like my reflection in the mirror. I I hated myself. I I didn't know one good thing about myself. I just didn't. And I remember that young girl and she's such a big part of my why for doing the work that I do is remembering her and remembering how lost she was and how insignificant she felt and holding her, right? Holding her, holding on to her in everything that I do giving her all the tools she may not have had access to at the time and taking her with me for this ride. So, Mm -hmm. so your observation is so true. We first and foremost use this curriculum to heal that young girl, to give it to her in a way that she never had access to it. And then we fly, right? Then we walk our talk, then it becomes super real and authentic for us to share with the girls. It's amazing. It's, uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to speak for all girls, but like, even as you're talking, like I, one of my biggest fears still, and I've done a lot of internal work is I'm always like, if I run into somebody like from middle school or I have a conversation, I was like, I think I was so mean. And I like, I have to literally call a friend of mine that I've known since I was eight. And I was like, but was I mean? Like, was I mean, she's like, I don't know who you think you were, but like, I take that with me. Like, was I, was I that, I don't think I, I, but I get confused. And that is just the image that I have of myself and like not being able to integrate it. Sometimes it's just, it's like, I might even, I'm going to get like every podcast. I'm getting a little teared up. It's so, it's so special. It's just so special what you're doing to be able to like, and let that part come through and heal and sit and like sit with you in a different way. I love it. I just love Thank it. Thank you. Thank you, Diana. And I hope I hope you can look at that young girl yourself as a young girl <laughs> without judgment, right? Without judgment. Oh, I try. The way you would at, at a young girl who is not you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you deserve that same love. I try. I try to look at her, Good. be a little nicer to her. Yeah. But you can't, yeah. Like the patterns of like how hard you were on yourself definitely show up. 
all the time. Absolutely. I'm thinking hopefully your facilitators can be more compassionate with themselves after kind of helping these young women and knowing that they are also healing themselves at the same time mm-hmm. to give them the messages that you they didn't get. And how do you heal that little girl within through the work that you're doing? So, mm-hmm. you know, when I think about it, the work that you're doing, well, they say that, you know, if you teach a woman or you you help a woman, like she go ahead and takes that message out to like, her whole family, right? Like the men in her family, the women, her grandparents, everybody, everyone gets the message. She teaches everyone. And so the work that you're doing is going to um, resonate with so many and it's going to touch so many. Oh, the ripple effect is real. Yeah. Educate women because it changes the world. It changes for the world. For sure. It really does. And what you said, Adnisha, about how we share as women, like when we when we have a, a new mascara that we love, we want to tell our girlfriend. Everybody. Right. <laughs> like, but what, like whatever it may be, we've discovered something awesome and we can't wait to scream it off of the rooftops. That's what we do as women. We share. We're sharers of information. And so, yes. When I discovered this, I wanted to scream it off of the rooftops and creating this curriculum was me screaming it off the rooftops because together we can do so much more. On my own, I could only impact the girls in my community. Now with this model, we get women everywhere who have the Mm -hmm. ability to go out there and scream it off of their rooftops and share it with their girls and cause their own ripple effects that will hopefully last and build every generation. Lady, I am so uh, moved and excited and inspired and wish I knew a five-year-old girl to send to your group, but I'm going to find some. (laughs) Um, I'm already thinking about it. So (laughs) 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 I'm like, I just, uh, yeah. And I'm like, one of us is going to sign up for something. <laughs> I'm like, do I have time? Do I have time to sign up? That's, I'm always thinking, do I have time? I always do want I to have, try to Do time. I have time? How oh, can we, how well, can we offer this at Be Well? I'm like thinking like all the things. Tell everybody where to find you, when your next workshop is, how to get to certification program. That is, it's like open enrollment, right? always open uh, for anyone who who's ready to step into a new role in their community. Where can you reach me? So my website is www.getgirlpower.com. Yeah. Nice girl. Nice. My Instagram is at girl life empowerment. We have trainings happening, the free trainings happening in our Facebook group all the time. All you have to do is go into the group section of Facebook and type in the business of empowering girls impact plus profit. That's the training group. Um, what else can I share? I have a podcast. It's called the empowering her podcast, and you can listen to that wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I think that's it. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. I had so much fun. Thank you for being here. This was fun. This was was super fun. Yes. There's so many things. There's so many things. I'm going to start listening to that podcast. I already started it. Every, whenever we have a guest, I, I'm 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 interested in all the pieces. I, I think that that's the beauty of us as human beings. There's so many pieces of us. We do so much. We do. Um, sometimes people know, sometimes they don't, but we do so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's so many ways to get your message out into the world. 
still. And thank you, you for, for sharing messages like mine all week long. Like it's so beautiful what you're doing. This is your way of screaming it off of the rooftops. Yeah. And I am very we scream grateful. It. We scream what we can as loud as we can. Yeah, you do. <laughs> all right. Listen, ladies, it's time for the last hurrah. What do you got for us today, Anisha? Oh, so Melody, I have questions for you that have nothing to do with what we talked about today. Oh, I love it. Yes. So you have to sing a karaoke song. Mm. What song do you sing? What's your song? Oh God, I thought you were going to make her sing karaoke, but go on. (laughs) Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I have so many. I mean, it's either going to be a sound garden song okay or it's gonna be a blue rodeo song and nobody has any clue what i'm talking about because i'm from canada (laughs) and that is a canadian band so there's that or i'm singing sexy back by justin timberlake okay (laughs) okay okay i like the well-roundedness of your choices depending on what depending on what karaoke bar you roll up to i like it i like it (gasps) So as a mom of twin girls, I think this will be a good one. What's your most used emoji? I'm pretty sure you're using emojis with them sometimes. (laughs) All the time. Okay. So when you're laughing really hard, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know what you guys use. I use the, the like diagonal human with like the tears coming out. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I know that one. (laughs) But what I'm learning, what I'm learning, and I might be teaching you something new today here is that when you're laughing so hard, you're dead. So you should actually be using the skeleton emoji. So I started- Oh girl, your kids are 14. Right? My kids are 14. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead. You can hear it. If you laugh, I'm dying. And I'm putting the skeleton emoji now instead of the diagonal tearing emoji. Well, I, I love do, it. <laughs> I do like learning about the different, like where the different, the etiquette because right. emoji etiquette is real, right? Like, and it's also right. one of those things that ages the shit out of you because yes. you have, like, if you are not with a 14 year old or somebody, and like, if you think about it, like I have a young person and a younger person in my life. And every time she says something that she thinks is funny, she's like, I'm dead. It never would have dawned on me to like use the skeleton emoji. Now, you know, now, now I know. Now, now you're going to seem so cool. I'm <laughs> You're going to seem so either cool. Either that or like somebody's going to be so confused. Or she's by... going to be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to have to like see who, who I send it to, who gets it. Right. That'll right. be a fun game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know is. we, I, in that same crying emoji, didn't you hear like skinny jeans out? Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. 100. I mean, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with no more skinny jeans. I didn't love the look anyway. I'm fine with no more jeans, leggings all day, every day, you know, sweats. That's That's the thing now. Yeah, I know. I did realize this week after, after what now our, our year anniversary is coming up. I was like, Ooh, I was getting dressed every day for work this time last year. (laughs) And now no, not the same but today for you, Adisha. Yeah. For my comeback. Okay. I'm dressed. I'm all yeah. dressed. Um, well, thank you so much, Melody. This was thank amazing. You, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, we are going to stop here and we'll see you next week. See you next week, guys.
Thank you for listening to the Be Real podcast. Stay connected to us and subscribe to Be Real wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are feeling it, how about a five-star review? If our conversation sparked a question, join us in the Be Real podcast Facebook group. We hope that you have walked away with some new insights, curiosities, and ideas to better help you on your journey to mental wellness and overall well-being. I encourage you to go to BeWellPsychotherapy.com and check out our services and programs. Again, that's BeWellPsychotherapy.com. Okay, we have to stop here, but I'll see you next week.